0: Welcome to the Inner Glow Podcast. My name is Stepanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist, coach, healer and women's mentor. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident, radiant and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, insecurities and anxieties so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it's time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, coaching, mindset work with the energetics which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern-day woman who desires to glow from within. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Inner Glow podcast. It is Stefanka here, your host, and I am feeling so grateful that you are tuning in for another episode. Today, I have got a special guest with us, one of my incredible clients, Megan Headley. Megan has been my private client as well as she has joined one of my programs called Emotional Alchemy. Megan is one of a kind. I know that you will walk away with so many takeaways from this episode because she has so much to share with the world. She is incredibly knowledgeable, wise, and Megan inspires me every single day with her creativity, beautiful energy, and unique ideas that she brings to the world. I am so grateful that she agreed to coming onto the podcast and talk about her journey, our work together. And I would also love for her to talk about all the exciting things that she is currently working on. Because I believe that many of you will feel very inspired by her and by listening to her wisdom, to her experience, to her story. And I think that really just by listening and tuning in today, you might be able to release some of your limiting beliefs and thoughts that have perhaps been holding you back. So let me give you the official introduction. Megan Hadley is a multi-passionate professional artist, face reader, online coach, craniosacral therapist and doctor of Chinese medicine to be. Her passion is to walk alongside others as they step into their true mind, body, spirit, wellness and life path. Hello, Megan, and welcome. Hello, it's so exciting to be here. (laughs) I I am so grateful that you are here, and I feel it's almost like a full circle moment because Mm -hmm. you have been listening to the Inner Globe podcast for some time. You had been listening to it even before you and I ever started working together, and now you are a guest here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking of that because... I remember specifically the first time I listened, we had just moved to New Mexico, and we live about 30 minutes out of town, and I needed things to listen to kind of to and fro, and I would tune into your podcast, and it just completely would soothe me. Like The best way I can say it is it was soothing, and so this was like probably October 2020, and I felt like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to finally be on the podcast that brought me so much hope and help in life. (laughs)
0: Oh, Thank you so much for sharing that. I still remember the first time when you and I connected and I knew it was going to be a special connection. And as soon as I saw your profile on Facebook and Instagram, I fell in love with your art. And
1: yeah. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) So before we start speaking about the work we have done together, I would love for you to share a little bit more about you. Perhaps whereabouts you live, what you are currently up to, are there any things you are working on, whatever is lighting you up right now? Um, yeah, just your own natural introduction.
1: <laughs> that sounds fun. Thank you for your kind words about me, too, in the beginning. I, yeah, I it's an interesting time. So, as you know, I'm multi passionate, I run my art business, which is really it's it's weird to call it an art business i've just been an artist for a long time and that looks like a few different things that looks like doing art shows i'll do personalized commissions for uh, patrons and i sell little work but my real passion is to make giant giant work and so this is a lifelong quest to just eventually get a larger and larger and larger studio so i can work on if i had my biggest dream honestly is also big physically, but is to have a warehouse and to just work on a painting as large as a warehouse. So I have a lot of art to make left in my life. And right now, the work I'm making is really inspired by New Mexico, by New Mexico Landscape. It is a place that my partner, Chris, and I moved to in October, well, actually September 2020. And we were just drawn We had lived up in the Northwest and that's very green and lush. It's a lot more like England and I loved it, but also we were very drawn to the desert. So we moved out here and we found the most magical place to live. It's a horse rescue ranch and it's the best of both worlds because I don't know how to take care of horses, (laughs) but the horses are right here and I get to visit them every day, like just outside my door. And they are all retired racehorses. So they've they've been given a chance, a second chance at life because my landlord rescues them from other situations. And yeah, it's a magical place to be. And I guess why I mentioned that is my art is very, the colors out here are red, green. You know, often when you think of the desert, it's like, you may think of um, really soft pinks and things, which is true. But out here, I've always been surprised at how rich it is because it's actually deep reds, deep greens. Mm. Um, everywhere you walk, there are gems in the ground. Like you cannot not pick up gems every part of the ground. <laughs> so you would love it, Stupanga. You would be like collecting every single rock you see. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's the, I'm an abstract painter, but it is inspired by landscape. Yes, so that is kind of the piece of my art story. There's so much more to say about that. And it's a good transition, though, to say that my art has always had to do with healing. And the next piece of myself is that I call myself a wellpreneur, wellness entrepreneur, but I like saying wellpreneur because it kind of captures all the things that I do. One of the things which Stepanka helped me actually jump into more confidently is my face readings. So I do face readings for clients and happy to talk more about what that looks like in detail. But just to give you a picture, I do face readings and then occasionally a face reading client will turn into a longer term coach coaching client where we work with the face which is inspired by Chinese medicine and my studies into Chinese medicine as kind of the the lens that I work with coaching if that makes sense. And then I also help people start online businesses through my direct sales work, which is around water. So we sell water machines and kind of just depends when someone comes to me where they fit in in all of that. And the biggest passion there is to help people through wellness and through my lens on wellness step into their fullest potential, whether that means starting a business or having me as their wellness coach and face reader. And then the the other piece to that is the in-person part of my life. So I also do cranial sacral therapy. Cranial sacral therapy I've studied for several years, and it's one of the most beautiful modalities to practice in person. And it's why I could never completely be online because I'm so tactile and it's very grounding for myself to work with people. And what cranial sacral therapy does is it works with the cranium, the head, the skull, And the sacrum, you know, the kind of lower jiao, as we call it in Chinese medicine, or the root chakra, you could say, there we go, all of the, but it works with these types of things. And I put my hands on people and kind of help them find balance. Yeah, it's a very beautiful modality that I jumped more fully into this year, actually practicing. And the other piece is studying Chinese medicine. So I've been, and I will probably talk about this more, but I've been on a path since 2015 in Chinese medicine. I had a couple, uh, I won't say hiccups, I'll say sidesteps or shifts along the way where I set it aside for a minute and I'm back in it. And uh, that will eventually be me practicing also as an acupuncturist. My partner and I opened up a business in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where he practices acupuncture and I practice cranial sacral therapy. So I guess to kind of put it all together, I, I'm i all about being multi-passionate and finding a way to kind of carry all of these passions and to be myself, which has taken a while. I think sometimes when you have a lot of passions to find the way for it all to flow and definitely Stepanka has been a wonderful guide you have been a wonderful guide (laughs) in helping me get there and just accept myself and all of these passions and just go for it
0: (laughs) yeah and i and i actually think this is such a great place to start because um i feel this was a big piece of the work we did together because uh you know especially in the online space and i just want to set the context because some uh, people listening to this might not be aware or might not know the online space as much but there is yeah. like this notion in the online coaching healing industry that you should choose one thing and stick to it you should n- niche down and yeah. really just choose let's say one modality or one group of people you help to and so on and I totally know like where you are coming from Mm-hmm. Because my myself, I am a multi-passionate person, and it it feels like someone is like ripping my soul out of my body, uh, <laughs> and and stepping all over it <laughs> when I'm being told, "Oh, choose one thing," because that's just impossible for me. And I I tend to get clients who have like similar experiences, and you were definitely one of them. And I feel. One of the things we worked on is to release that, to release this limiting belief that I need to fit into a box. Mm -hmm. I need to market myself in a certain way. And it was all about almost like you giving yourself permission to accept
1: all parts of yourself. Absolutely. And I think even our first session before I had officially become a a longer term client was probably I think that was one of the main things we talked about and it already freed me and I guess just like for anyone listening that's looking for a coach when you are looking it's like usually that fast that you know that the person is aligned because it was all I needed was to hear from a person that I respected that it was okay sometimes that's all you need is to just hear that it's okay and that gives you permission like you said and I it liberated me like doesn't mean I still don't have to work through it. And just like you said, like, maybe not everyone's in the online space, but even in the offline space, as an artist, I struggled because I knew that I wanted to also work with healing. And that was a part of my art. But, you know, I did my master's in painting and everyone around me was working on being a professor. And while I liked being a professor, and I did a little bit of that myself, there was still a piece missing and I didn't totally fit in that box either but in that message a lot of times it's like this is what you have to do and this is all you can do and then in sometimes even in like the in-person Chinese medicine world it's like you've got to be an acupuncturist all in that's it and it my whole life has been kind of like living one foot in each thing and it it just takes a couple voices of giving you permission from the outside sometimes that then you can feel it within like okay it might not be as easy at first to figure this out or but it is possible to be all the things you want to be and kind of create your own box so I don't know if I want to create a box but <laughs> create my own uh, way there we go yeah Absolutely. And I always
0: saw you and your business or your businesses more of a, as a brand rather than like one business, but it's, it's brand it's Megan Headley. And there is so much to it. You've got so much magic to share. And I feel it would be such a shame if you felt like you couldn't express yourself fully. And there is so much conditioning around this. Like even when we are little, we get told like, Oh, you choose one thing. Ideally, like when you're finishing high school, you already know whether you want to work or whether you want to go to uni, and that's the job you'll be doing for the rest of your life. And I feel that it's impossible. Like, how yeah. are we supposed to know what we want to do in life, like at the age of sixteen or so?
1: You know. I know, and you know what's funny about that is another the like uh, paradox. There though is at age fifteen. I knew I wanted to be an art therapist. And that was so funny because it was like, I thought I did. So now that has taken a different path, you know, like, it's not that I'm an art therapist, but I'm working with art and healing. And I do think sometimes, and you knew, you know, you've talked about it. You knew you wanted to work with people in like a healing way from a little age. And so I do think a lot of times we have that message. As young people, we know what we really want, but then we get conditioned into these different ways. Or oh, okay, to be an artist, I've got to be an artist professor, blah blah blah. Or I also didn't have as an artist, I didn't know you could also just be an artist, which was a big revelation for me after I got out of school. And I love school; school is amazing, but it does condition you in a certain way. And It was someone else who was more in the art business world that said, no, you can be an artist, you can sell your paintings and have that be your living. And I had to have someone say that to me to actually get it because the message was so strong that you had to be a professor too, or you had to da, da, da. And so it was on the other side, even though I'm multi-passionate, the the part that was liberating for me was when I said, okay, I'm going to be a full-time artist. And I did really kind of live into that for a bit and it was just that I, I want to do other things too, (laughs) but it was very empowering to realize that I could also do that, and, um, I think the main thing is being, like, we're going to get a lot of messages of what we can and cannot do, and it takes a lot of commitment to digging into yourself and your path to find your way in life with, I I think we're all multi-passionate you know I I admire the people that only do one thing and I admire the people that are all about niching (laughs) because I'm like wow how do you do that (laughs) but uh but it's very liberating to be like yes I can I can be all the things and I can help people that also have multi-passionate views on the world. Absolutely that's it and sometimes it is full of paradoxes as well. (laughs) Yes (laughs) I know because everything I said was a paradox
0: (laughs) 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 that's that's exactly like I had the same like you said I knew at a young age what I wanted to do but at the same time like we don't I didn't see anyone doing it the way I would love for it to look like and therefore I thought oh it's not possible so I need to choose something I want to study and and I can never change my mind and I feel that's what feels really limiting at such a young age like oh now I'm making a choice What to study at uni or wherever, and then I have to just stick to it, and that can feel very scary. Like, oh, I just have to stick to it for the rest of my life, and I feel this is where like a lot of that conditioning starts because then we are worried about starting new things. What if I don't finish it, and then it means something bad about me?
1: Yes, and that reminds me a little bit of uh, what you and I were talking about was. A lot of times when you start something, so just to say where I'm at right now in my life is like a pure transitional period. We've had my partner and I have had some news thrown upon us and our life is getting a little bit uprooted (laughs) and we're still able to do the things we love, but taking some shifts in our business in our location. And some of the, sometimes when you're starting a dream, it can feel quite scary to seem like you are closing down. Well, first it's scary to jump in. And so something I always am like so passionate about helping people with is saying you can do it, jump in anyway. And at the same time, then sometimes it'll take a sudden shift or maybe it takes time to grow, and it can feel like you're failing. And I think part of my work with you and also just in my own life is reframing the idea of failing and realizing that life life really gives us what we how do I say it? Life is there for us, <laughs> which was a big thing you helped me see a while back. Was um, that idea that life isn't testing us? You know, a lot of times we say, "Oh, the universe is testing me," or "I had these series of hard things happen, and I'm being tested." And that was really helpful to not see it that way, and to just go, "No, I'm not being tested. There's just some challenges, and I'm being strengthened." and things are changing and getting into like a deeper sense of trusting the path even when sudden change comes uh yeah that's a whole topic in itself but i i thought that just seemed to come up
0: absolutely and i always trust that the right messages will come through both myself and my guests because that's perhaps what our listeners need to hear as well and i so resonate and so agree and i don't think the universe ever wants to test us or like punish us for something sometimes like you and i spoke about earlier on sometimes our prayers so to speak get answered in the most unexpected ways and it feels like oh my god like everything is being uprooted everything is scrambling and we don't really want to let go but maybe the universe is literally just reorganizing things for us so that we can get to our desire even quicker there might be a way an option that we didn't even think about and one of my like biggest beliefs is that like the human mind is incredible it helps us to survive it's so key but at the same time it's so limited compared to the universe so right. we sometimes we see closed doors but actually it means like thousands of new doors are opening up for us
1: Abs- yes and that that sparked so many things for me. One of the things was, and I, uh, so I'm in the middle of making this big decision. And a couple months ago, I actually only about a month ago, I go, how am I ever going to make this decision? And it was just eating me up inside. And I, I knew it was choosing between two good things. It felt like it felt like I had to choose between two good things. And it was just Turmoil, you know, like you're and and I would work on, I would do like my little rituals in the morning, and I would get to a place of peace, and then throughout the day, oh turmoil. But what I've learned in life, and I even told myself this, is the decision always becomes clear. It always becomes clear at some point, you know, going back to like choosing a college or university or uni, I should say, but choosing a university and then choosing a grad school and then choosing this or that. But I've always had a moment of clarity in every big decision. And the same, and so was it really interesting because even though I knew that, and sometimes we just go through this, even though you know that, you can still be in the turmoil. So part of me is continuing to learn to trust and lo and behold, a very, very poignant clarity, moment of clarity happened last week. And what I've been talking to Spanka about a little bit is that it's uprooting and it doesn't feel that great necessarily, but it's very clear and I know it's right for this decision I'm making. So there's that aspect of trust of continuing to build trust. And I guess the other piece of that, and we can jump into a little bit of human design, what you've helped me with a lot is understanding my human design. And I, I still consider myself a baby and getting it, but that I am an emotional manifester, right? <laughs> this is what we worked on. And one piece of that is how quickly things can happen when you find out that you're a manifester. And sometimes when big change happens quickly, it can actually feel really good to me. It can feel like, oh, I've got this. And uh, that's an, another paradox, I must say. But it's something that going back to a couple of years ago, I was in my first Chinese medicine program and I wasn't able to pass a test. I tried it three times. I couldn't pass this test. I was so close to finishing my degree and becoming a doctor of Chinese medicine, couldn't pass a test. And I made the choice or life made the choice for me, but it was very clear in this one moment to leave the school. And like, according to probably everyone watching, it made no sense because I was a year away from finishing this degree that I've been working on for four years. And I, and it was within sight. It was within reach, but every part of me knew I needed to step away from this particular program at the time. And the moment I made that choice, even though it was terrifying, and even though I didn't know where my money would come from, I hadn't yet like believed in myself really as an entrepreneur. But life really showed up for me. And I felt completely free. I felt like, all right, I've got this, I felt strong. And I think part of that in retrospect is a little bit understanding my human design, like, uh, a little bit, there were so many pieces at play, but just a message of like, things are not really failure, going back to that, it was a redirection. And it was a redirection that gave me like my freedom back and my life back and make my creativity back and then a year later I did find a new program to join so that I can finish my degree but yeah sometimes life really does crumble or the rug gets pulled from under you and it kind of (laughs) sucks like it can actually be really bad it can feel really bad and like we've talked about it can feel angering like you've got to feel all the emotions of change or or you will not really, there's going to be a lot of healing when things disrupt and transition that needs to take place too.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and this is definitely an area you and I had been focusing on as well. It's really learning to ride the emotional waves mm-hmm. and, and almost like giving ourselves permission to feel those feelings, knowing they don't define us. That is just the energy moving through us. And especially for you, it has proven to work really well Like giving yourself permission to ride that wave to experience the highs and lows. And then the clarity comes.
1: Yes. Yeah, completely. And it's been a lifelong journey. You know, like, it's why I'm interested in healing. It's why I'm interested in working with people on especially the, you know, mental health is such a word, but just mind, spirit, like all of it, and helping people understand how to accept their journey, whether it's through natural, actual like herbs or flower essences or face readings. But for me, I used to think, oh, I must be bipolar, or oh, I must be. And I remember, actually, I was 21, living in Northern Ireland, doing a research project, way in over my head, like researching, talking to top leaders in peace and reconciliation in Northern Ireland. And like, I don't even know, I just created this, I got a scholarship, and I was over there researching. And I was also very young, and I was studying lots of different trauma. And I learned so much from Northern Ireland. It's a beautiful place. And the people there have done amazing healing. But then I experienced the first time I understood kind of like what secondhand trauma was. And I started really dipping into these different when i was would read books about being bipolar it made the most sense of what types of emotions i was feeling now and that set me off on just like a journey of learning what these highs and lows were and i don't think you know i necessarily i, I don't think i'm bipolar no judgment there i just don't think i actually am but it's like you have to figure you try to figure out where you are in the world and how how you can live with these kind of, especially if you're very emotional like myself and I operate out of my heart. (laughs) So it takes a lot of learning to be with that. And that's part of my passion to help people as well. And a couple of the things that have been the most helpful for me have been mind-body type healings. This is why acupuncture or cranial sacral because it helps the, and hypnotherapy, which is eventually what drew me to you because it was a mix of that um, mind and body and spirit like mixing it all together because sometimes when you're just in talk therapy it's wonderful and it's served me well in my life I've loved talk therapy but there's like a physical piece that's missing and what's beautiful about these physical modalities and I even consider hypnotherapy to be a physical modality because you're working with something deeper in your body is that your body this is part of like putting an acupuncture needle in your body holds these memories and wants to heal for you. Like it, it actually wants to release things for you without you having to mentally figure it all out. And that was my first acupuncture treatment. I, I felt like 10% lighter after that treatment. And when the first needle went in, I wept and I cried and it was like, Whoa, there was something that that particular point was holding for me. And then it released it and I didn't have to figure it out in my head. So this is why all these this path of healing is so significant for me because there's just so much potential in all the different mind body healing spaces to actually heal. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And and I do think you made a really good point there, that hypnosis, for example, I I do feel it touches like a bow. You know, mm-hmm. the mind, the spirit, and also the body, especially yeah. when it comes to certain types of hypnosis when the body is involved in a way, and I love that so much about you, you really showed up in sessions for the work we were doing, and when you were given a hypnosis recording, like, you are practicing it between sessions. I love
1: those things, <laughs> and I, I think it's, you know, I think you, I read your post this morning about the things you love about yourself, which was very inspiring, and it talking about your voice. And it's so interesting, the things, if you're okay with me talking about this, the things that we have to work to love about ourselves. So why I wanted to work with you was because of your voice, you know, like it was literally your voice and your accent and everything that I'm like, this is exactly what I want. (laughs) There's so many hypnotherapy people out there. Like somehow I just knew it was your voice. So I think it's really interesting that the things that we learn to love about ourselves that we maybe didn't always love will end up being very healing for other people you know and that was something that oh yeah the point being I love I love your recordings they are I listen to them before sales calls before client calls you know uh, and I've never been a very strict person on my own schedule so there are probably some people that like every morning listen and every night listen and I I would love to build that in myself but I more just listen to them when it feels like the right time and uh, they are. Sometimes I listen to them when I'm painting too. So there's, I think because it's just it. Well, it's very healing, just like we've been talking about, and it resets something at a different level. I think the ideal healing experience would be to be having an acupuncture treatment or a cranial sacral treatment and a hypnotherapy playing at the same time. Like, like really, I'm gonna. I'm- <laughs> You need also, to invent it. <laughs> I'm going to send you a cut. If I play yours, I'll be like, wait, you got it. This is, this is Stepanka. Go book with her. <laughs> but yeah, if, if I look into my future, not to copy you, but I do think I'd like to study hypnotherapy because it's like, you want to just work with the things that have truly helped you work out of challenging patterns.
0: That's, that, that's such a good point. And I actually do have fast clients who are now hypnotherapists. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. It just makes me so happy. Yeah. And I'm celebrating it. And Uh, when it comes to me and the therapies and qualifications I have obtained over the past couple of years, like all of them were things I first experienced as a client. Mm -hmm. And then it just inspires you. It just shifts something within you. And I feel it can be even more powerful Mm -hmm. because you experienced it first as a client, you know, it works. Like your belief is behind that modality. And then when people come into your life and they want to work with you, like they can feel that from you. They feel your own confidence into that technique. You can share your own inspiring transformational stories and so on. And I also love that you have got your own routine. There is not a right. set routine. You life you with that. Yeah, like again, giving yourself permission that you can be successful, you can be happy and you don't need to get up at 4.30 in the morning <laughs> and do like a two and a half hour long morning routine in order to have a great day a great it's, day is just a decision away and actually I thought it was incredible about you that you use those hypnosis recordings in your own unique way such as when you were in sauna when you were having oh, yeah. one of the special showers or you know <laughs> when you were traveling and
1: also <laughs> you're right I do I love that just quick tip for anyone listening they're great with a shower <laughs> Like I have probably this sounds kind of funny, but I've probably listened to you more in the shower than anywhere else. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, and that's another thing you've really helped me with. So it's really just you know, this is what a great coach does is accepting who you are. <laughs> like it's so simple, but it's so real. Uh, but I remember so one of the things, and I think it was because of my childhood, so my parents were divorced and I must say that they're all very loving. I'm very lucky on the parent front that even with divorce, there's like a lot of love. And it was all, all the decisions were made out of love by my parents, as far as our schedule went And I have four parents. (laughs) Uh, But at the same time, it was extremely uprooting. Like I was packing a bag every two days to go to a different house for 10 years. And this has taken a long time for me to regulate that and it is also why I love living alone for a long time because I had like just my secure home and that was very healing for me. And then when I moved in with my partner, that was another adjustment, but we figured out our way. But sometimes, because because of that healing uh, journey, I've gotten attached to the routine. Like I have to have this. Uh, I have to have this morning ritual, or else, you know, <laughs> if I don't have this 10 minutes. Of writing or this half hour of writing so i'm very committed to morning writing if i don't do that the day will just be a failure you know it becomes this dramatic feeling about and it was while on one hand that is a little true <laughs> like sometimes if i don't have that little time and it could just be like five minutes but it's also been in helping release that and being like it's okay for example you know i'd like to have kids one day and i know that that probably won't be a reality and Relaxing on those things we have tight holds on um, that were probably at one point a really important coping mechanism, and I still value my morning ritual. But just, just relaxing and knowing that it's okay. You know, if I wake up in the morning and decide to watch a funny TV show, like I'm not a bad person. <laughs> you know, like my yeah. I think it is about
0: the same with me. At one point, I knew like I needed that very strict regular morning routine because of where I was at with anxiety with other yeah. things. And it really helped me to calm, my sem- calm myself down for the day <laughs> and and get started. But at the same time, there can be a point when we give it our power. When like, oh, if I don't do this, then something's gonna happen. And I feel the same applies to any spiritual tool or self-help tool. like. We need to remember it's just a tool, and if it doesn't happen, if we don't have it on us, or if we don't do this particular
1: thing, we will be okay, and we can still succeed. (laughs) Exactly. Or if you pull, I actually never listened to your episode yet on oracle cards, but if you pull, you know, an oracle that doesn't resonate, okay, whatever, throw it out. I mean, you just, I'm saying that myself. Like sometimes I go, well, that was kind of a bummer card. and I just let, let's pull another you know like there we get kind of strict in these ways of healing and uh, and then sometimes it's like just about actually I love having fun and I love laughing and I'm also very serious so it's like finding ways to just step into that playful side more often is also very healing very healing. Absolutely.
0: So one of the things you and I explored and I believe it was probably um, our first or second session, we were talking about where you add what you would really like to create. And I feel one of my jobs is to see blind spots for clients and to see the things they are perhaps not seeing themselves or they uh, haven't believed in themselves enough to pursue them. And I feel that exactly what happened with your incredible and now really powerful face reading session. Do you remember okay. that?
1: Yeah, I was about to bring it up anyway. So you were with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are connected as always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we spoke yeah. about it. And I feel you, the face reading was really something which has been in your vortex on your mind. You've been thinking yeah. about it, but you haven't really gone fully into it. And when when I heard you talk about it, I'm like, you're more than qualified to be doing those you are so passionate about it it's really part of your bigger vision why are you not doing it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was so helpful because and I would say this for anyone again it doesn't mean you have to be like if you're listening and you're not in the coaching space that's perfectly fine too but we can feel one of my challenges in life has been I've been very qualified in certain ways and then continued to get qualified before I jump in, you know, like, and this is a, so I studied art for six years, but I didn't quite want to be a professor. And part of that was just that I didn't want to be a professor, <laughs> but the other part being that something felt like it was missing or I guess art's a little bit of a different story. Cause I really just wanted to paint. Um, but with coaching and with, you know, once you get into the online space, it can be very intimidating because you see all these people all the time posting and posting and posting about success. And you can hear like my judgment in the way I said that. <laughs> I love people posting about success, but it can be a big comparison trap and it can be yeah. like, oh my God, that person's having, you know, a million dollar months and I'm sitting here, you know, whatever. I'm just exaggerating. But a million, it's really, a million
0: dollar minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: how to make a million dollars in 30 seconds every second <laughs> no but it's like all I want to do is celebrate people's success and I'm actually quite competitive so this can be really challenging yeah. uh to just believe in your own path and your own timing and so I'm kind of taking it a different way here but going back to the face readings I felt I felt like I didn't have I wasn't a coach like I didn't have a coaching qualification but I'd studied medicine and worked with patients for four years. But I still didn't know if I could coach. So it was very helpful to work with Stepanka and her saying like, you can do this. Mm -hmm. A little bit of it was that I was overwhelmed by all my passions and didn't know how to direct it. So the way that I entered coaching was by offering individual face reading sessions. And honestly, I'm still shifting it. and I'm still rearranging how that is offered because as I've done them, I've realized that usually it takes a couple sessions to really go through it. So, but just knowing that that's okay too. And also like, there isn't just one model for coaching. There isn't just one model. Like I actually, I love Stepanka's model. And to be honest, that's what I kind of emulate. But at the same time, sometimes like I have a client that really with the way her life is right now, she can only book for a month at a time. And I tuned into myself and that felt great. You know, So it's like realizing that there doesn't have to be a strict way and also that whatever dream you're trying to jump into you may actually be more qualified than you think and that was a big step in learning that I was ready to do face readings and the first couple ones you know I wasn't exactly sure what was going on and you fumble through it but
0: but you did an incredible job you like yeah it was it was great (laughs) I remember that I'm like oh my god it's Megan's first session I was like yeah walking around here around the office space and I'm like has she done it there checking my phone and it just went so well yeah and, and, and I feel it was yeah. a combination of self-doubt because you had to knowledge, yes. you had the qualification and to be honest like it was a higher qualification than many health coaches or coaches actually have in this online space And it was something so unique and I'm so grateful you're offering it. And one thing I really want to highlight here is as well that you need to start somewhere. And that's where the clarity comes from. That's where the confidence comes from. We wait for those moments when we feel ready and when we like have all the ducks in a row, you know, when when we've got it all worked out. And that's exactly what we were going through, like, oh, do, how many sessions do I offer? Where do I start? What do I really want to do? <laughs> and I'm like, just get clear on what you know right now, and the rest yeah. will come from experience. That's how yeah, we learn. Great. And we learn, like, I loved doing it this way, or actually, I enjoyed it, but I feel like I can edit it. Yeah. And this is when we wait for too long, and when we just like, oh, well, I'll have to wait. I'm not good enough, not smart enough, not experienced enough. Well, that's why we start, like, that that's saying like why do you practice yoga to be yeah. flexible <laughs> or or you have to be flexible to
1: get started <laughs> yeah that's so true and yeah you helped me so much with that because which is helping me you know it all it all goes around as what goes whatever the saying there <laughs> um, but now I am just that much more confident to help other people jump in and perfectly that work with me and uh, one of my clients is starting a nonprofit it's so beautiful for animals and fostering animals and she you know we attract the people that we once were and she had challenges she wanted it to be perfect and it was so much easier for me after my investment into my coach to then help her with you can do this let's just start and so even like into there's a couple things about face reading and cranial sacral therapy both that taught me this message too so I'll go into cranial sacral first. I practiced cranial sacral therapy off and on since I was certified, but not that often. And I had it in my mind that I had to be a Chinese medicine doctor first. Like that was just my plan. I was like, I'm not going to practice yet. It is one of those modalities that at least in the States is kind of a gray area. You can practice without necessarily a massage license. You, you can practice. So it's kind of one of those energy, they call it like an energy medicine medicine. Uh, well, they don't actually. The point being, you can kind of get by without being super certified. But I still thought, no, I want to be qualified as a doctor before I do this. Well, then I realized I had a moment of revelation on a road trip, which is often where I do on those long drives that you hate. <laughs> but I love long, long drives. And I had a clarification that I wanted to practice. And my partner and I were like, okay, perfect. Let's open up our practice. And he does acupuncture and. I remember the first patient that I like in our new business got paid to practice cranial sacral therapy on. And I was kind of terrified, but I loved it. And I jumped in and in a very humble way, I was amazed that actually it was my a different patient that had been sick for a year, very unknown. Like she didn't know how to resolve it. Doctors didn't know how to resolve it. She was kind of sick off and on, but never quite sick. And it was, after one session, and I also gave her flower essences, um, she said, "I'm better," like it was gone. And I mean, that was just a big lesson for me. in all of this, like, I didn't have to be ready, quote unquote. I didn't have to be completely ready. I just sat there. I was the vehicle. I held her head and her feet. Did a little bit of adjustment, very subtly, and she's been better. And also, she just got pregnant. Like, there's just so many things that. So a that's like a very palpable example of. You don't have to be ready. And a different story, I guess, with face reading is. Well, this takes a little different way, but it can goes back to what we were saying, like the modalities that heal us, that we then have belief in ourselves, or belief in the modality, so that then when you're practicing it, patients can pick up on that or clients. And it goes back to all of this. So, my mentor, his name is C. T. Holman. He's the, the one that's trained me in face reading and also a lot of Chinese medicine. He was treating me with acupuncture. So the cool thing about face reading is you can interweave it into any modality you're doing, or you can just practice it. But in this case, he was practicing acupuncture and he noted something about my forehead at a time when I like was very trying to figure out the path to take in life. And he was like, oh, your, your forehead is, tells me that you have these, you have these very different things seemingly different things and you're going to spend your lifetime working them together like and that was <laughs> i love your laughter but yeah that was uh like exactly what we're talking about and it was just one observation that he gave me that freed me that just liberated me and often that's all it takes whether as a coach or client you just seeing a message somewhere it's often just like one observation and you can be set free you know so Mm, yeah it was incredible just and so now i know like when i do face readings i'm very careful to not rush through them because often just a couple observations are like plenty for a person to integrate into their life Mm, and that is exactly it isn't it we
0: can see things for clients or patients that they cannot see for themselves and it's also being in that healing space you are receiving that support and i find that in itself can be incredibly helpful and i know from working with you the feedback has been always extraordinary for your face readings then there were clients then you know when you were doing one session for face reading they were like megan i want more can we do another yeah. session please i want to learn more about this so you had clients who then been like wanted yeah. more of those sessions which is absolutely incredible and
1: it just speaks for itself And that helps, you know, that's another part of that, like jumping in before you're ready, quote unquote. I keep saying ready, quote unquote, because uh, they can't see my quotes. that you're going to jump in and you're not necessarily going to have the perfect plan and know how it's going to happen. But then a patient or a client will help you direct it. You know, I remember a person Mm -hmm. said, okay, how do I book my second one? And I go, oh, all right, just like this. (laughs) But I needed that learning experience. And now I have a clearer idea of how I offer them to begin with. Uh, But that Mm -hmm. took being okay with being imperfect and just the learning process with any of the things that I do you know even back to like my very first art show when I was in college oh my gosh I was terrified I had all these big paintings all about my time in Ireland and East Africa and I was like my heart was displayed for what I had invited was like 200 people to see (laughs) like and I was terrified but I got through it I did it and that just each time you know that was now i don't know 13 years ago or something each art show sometimes you go through those emotions still for sure but it's like now i got it i got it okay i know what an art show feels like i know how to do it and probably i know the emotions that will come before and after but it's just knowing that uh yeah knowing that you can get through something and and the only way to know is by trying Absolutely. And this is where a lot of confidence comes from. Yeah, exactly. you actually
0: doing it we wait for oh i need to be confident in order to do this No, that's where the confidence will come from yes. <laughs> and, and you build yourself up by putting yourself out of your comfort zone doing the new things and you know diving into things even though your mind is saying oh you're not ready yet you're not qualified yet you're not experienced enough yet just wait a little longer that's yeah. just the comfortable mind you know your mind likes to stick to the familiar things to things that you are used to so I would love to know what would you say has been like your biggest takeaway or like the biggest thing that you experienced from our work together I know there was loads and we explored so many different (laughs) things so it's really hard to pick one but I wonder whether there is
1: anything else that like stands out to you everything (laughs) <laughs> no, but uh, it, we are on the same page because I just was like, oh, I want to talk about this. I uh, Well, if I really, there's going to be lots that comes out here, but really it's being in the space. And that is like such a good reminder of anyone in the healing field. It's about being in your energy and then being in that space. Probably simply said is the biggest takeaway because it's always quite transformative. Uh, even in this podcast, it's transformative. And that's a big lesson for myself in any dream that I pursue is like just how powerful just that can be. That simple being there with a person, whether I'm with a client or with a painting, or I know that you've followed your path and you've found your way. And that gives me that feeling, the energy that I can do that too. So, another piece of working with you that has been huge was. Well, it's a little bit the balance of the masculine and the femi- feminine <laughs> in business. Uh, I mean, not a little bit, a lot of it that's helped me and to kind of, but how to, I'll, I'll give you a story. So I was, it's like, it's about being and not doing all the time. And, and it's very much helped me to learn this it's going to be hard to to articulate, but I'll try. So for example, I remember I was having kind of a rough situation. I've had a journey with my financial life and believing that I can have abundance and working through my beliefs and working through my patterns of kind of going back and forth from debt to abundance and um, knowing what's possible, but also a little bit getting caught in some challenges with money. And that's been a big thing we've talked about is just working with some of that. But another piece that kind of exemplifies that is I remember I was having a tricky day. Not sure. It was in November. Wasn't totally sure how I was going to, you know, get the next client or or make another art sale. I remember it, it's been an interesting year, you know, and this is partly why I also like being multi-passionate is for whatever reason, my art has some years it just flies off the shelves and some some years it takes more time and that's part of just trusting the process with it uh but anyway so i was working on like where's this what's going to next be the next thing is it going to be a client is it going to be an art sale and so i actually tuned in it was on thanksgiving day i tuned in to about 45 minutes of your emotional alchemy i think it was like your intro and i tuned in live and Ultimately, I didn't really have the time to do it. You know, family was there, but I just was like, I've got to do this. I'm going to tune in. I tuned in. I It totally relaxed, like my kind of fight or flight energy I was having about it all. I just completely trusted into the process and the journey of my businesses and felt into gratitude and just listened to you talk. And I opened up my email right after that call and i had out of nowhere seemingly nowhere a client emailed me that i didn't even know how she found me it wasn't through social it wasn't through instagram it was maybe through something on facebook and she said oh i think i'd like to work with you so it was like this and that's happened a few times and it's about you can say like you can say this or i can say this all i want and not always believe it but i with enough experience I believe it but it's really about aligning my energy when I align my energy versus like out of desperation put something out there or make a post because I'm feeling really desperate or or even if I do everything I want in a good way sometimes you're going to put a post out there and it doesn't like right away click with the world that's okay too but it's more about just knowing that it's okay to take maybe a couple days off or really feel into your healing or for me, spend time in nature, go visit the horses and completely stop trying to figure it out and get into my more creative energy. I would say my more feminine space with things. And then things really do happen. (laughs) And it's like, there's been enough examples that show me that it's about aligning my energy. Mm -hmm. And then there's another side of that, that sometimes you do that and it still doesn't quite quote unquote happen. But then I have enough trust in my path now that I know there's something deeper happening where it's like, there is something at play, even if maybe all that I think I want isn't coming to me. But yeah, working with you and learning that trust in the process, but trust in allowing the flow, I guess. I've seen you navigate this a few times. and.
0: I I want to keep your personal information confidential so I'll just go around it and I'll just share things I feel I can share but um, sure. at the very beginning of us working together there was this emotional thing that came up for you yeah. and you said I just want to talk about it because it's something that's like troubling me it's bringing up certain wounds or like feelings emotions but I really want to navigate it and I remember we almost like Unlock the emotions, process them. We I I held a space for you, and within a few days, (laughs) an (laughs) opportunity from that first this area just came into your life.
1: You're right. And
0: and I can I can see how that was literally just you healing the emotions, processing whatever there was under the surface, and within a few days that very same person reached out and like new opportunities came into your life that also brought abundance yes
1: yeah exactly and that's happened time and time again and it was really from probably the moment I invested in our first package was like of of VIP coaching was one and I think this is like anytime we make an investment into ourselves, you know, for me, it was like, it was a gift to myself. Like I had just gotten this art grant and I go, I know exactly where this is going <laughs> and it wasn't going directly to my art, but indirectly it did go to my art. Um, and it was working with you, but it was that, like I said, yes to that. And all of a sudden these things started shifting in my life that really helped me in this kind of topic, like we're talking about and yeah, allowing myself to work through the emotions, you know, Just even last night, I was very emotional about something and my partner was too. And because we run this business together was something with our business and I, he's like, okay, we got to put something out right now, blah, blah, blah. First for this particular thing we were dealing with. And I go, maybe the morning's better (laughs) because we were both so emotional and, and it's like, and it was, you know, now I'm like way clearer, whatever we do today, we'll do it out of a place of clarity and groundedness, even though it felt like we had to push for it last night. Um, so it's like just learning more, I would say, to trust and to really listen into that inner wisdom. And even another piece, I remember I was at an art show, this was a big one. I was at a big art show this July, and you and I, I were gonna
0: bring this one up. Yeah, this one.
1: We are so aligned. <laughs> I want to see if you know what I'm saying here, but that if you remember the same thing, probably, but it was like the thing about art shows and being an artist is there's a reality and I make giant work and sometimes it takes a while to find the right client. And that could be like a year or two or that can happen instantly, but I protect myself through the years I've worked on protecting myself. So I don't get my hopes up. And you said something. So I said, okay, I'm going to go And It was a five day art show in Los Angeles. And I, you know, you're there basically eight hours a day and there's a lot of potential, but it's also like, how do I protect how do I be there and not have an expectation that will get hurt if this piece doesn't sell or, you know, but it was something you said, like, and you could probably even say it again, different, like better than I remember it, but just that I could be there with the hope of a sale and without the expectation, like there was this balance. Uh, Do you know how to say that even better? But it resonated with me so deeply. It's, it's so funny because I, (laughs) i felt it was such a powerful
0: voice note and the conversation we were having on that day i still remember exactly what (laughs) i was doing in that moment where (gasps) i was and like yeah i i was in amsterdam at the airport i was oh yeah Wow. wow to be with my family and i remember at the same time you were going to the archo it was the day before the archo i believe and yeah. like these emotions yes. were coming up and i feel this is a big emotional wound so many of us struggle with it because we even get told as children don't get your hopes too high because yeah. then you won't be disappointed and in a way like you said you, you described it so beautiful it's a protection mechanism yeah we don't want to get like all excited and then oh my god what if it hurts and i'll feel like a failure or i will even feel silly for thinking this could have worked yeah this whole thing so i remember us talking and i and you said oh i don't want to get my hopes high and i'm like get them high like get it yes. because, <laughs> <someone, laughs> because someone can actually purchase this painting within the next couple of days it can be easy and I remember telling you like what if it was easy right like what if I didn't have to push what if I didn't have to do loads of extra things what if it just happened Mm -hmm. and um at the same time you can choose to be really excited and desire for things but not be attached knowing that yeah
1: yeah I think this is the the thing you were trying to say exactly because it's not about not having the expectation it's about not having the attachment
0: yes or and or like so, or the, the
1: attachment, attachment to, yeah go meaning, ahead meaning to it like yes. if it sells, I am an
0: incredible artist or if it doesn't yeah. I'm not or what you know whatever that meaning is we attach to those things
1: totally that yeah and that's such a good example like I love art because it gives all these great examples for other things in life uh you know but and I remember the way that it happened this, that I met this patron and the piece did sell was working. I mean, I, I, I worked on making it easy, <laughs> Such a, but, but I worked to just like be there, be at the show, you know, go look, it's a huge international fair. So like, look at all the other art. Duh, duh, duh. And I remember I went at one moment, I'm like, I'm going to walk back to my painting now. And I walked back and this guy and his friend were sitting there looking at the piece. The gallery owner was pulling out more of my work and I just I was like this is happening <laughs> it was like and it just was because I was in flow and then and then it went through a whole nother process like things got more complicated after probably partly because more people got involved I have a feeling that if it was just myself and his energy it would have happened really easy but there was a lot of pieces at play ultimately the piece did sell but it was more about the approach like the it was a beautiful lesson it was
0: such it a was. growing like growth kind of experience and it was. but you did shift your energy i felt it i remember the first day before the archer when we spoke on voxer voxer it's like a messenger app i use with my clients and then the next day like i felt like something just fell off yeah. your shoulders and i feel you you were the creator of that experience you yeah distracted someone who was willing to purchase this incredible beautiful big piece and oh my goodness anyone listening please go and follow Megan on Instagram you'll be amazed at her work her Instagram is in the description box so make sure to check her out it will soothe your soul
1: (laughs) thank you yeah and this piece was you know, it was when we were working together. So I, it was you were interwoven because I was listening to your podcast. I was working through stuff, uh, or listening to your hypno recordings, and it uh, was a very healing piece for me to make. And I spent about a month on it, which is a lot longer than I usually spend. It was a big piece, and so it felt like, you know. And the other side of that, this is like a message to all people owning a business or running a business you're going to pour your heart into everything you do and sometimes it's still going to take a minute to pick up or a minute to sell or like and so it was like this was just right time right place but it happened really fast that I made the piece and then it sold that doesn't always happen and so then there's the other side of like that's okay and I always know with an art with a painting even if it takes five years to sell 10 years to sell I know the right person's gonna get it. And that, that happens to me when things sell like later on. I go, Oh, that's why it didn't sell because you were the one that needed this. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. There is so much wisdom in what you shared and it applies to so many things in life. Everything. Right? Yeah. Like we have got this timing in our mind, like this is the way it needs to happen, this is the timeline, but that's not the timeline of the universe. Yeah. And <laughs> And that's it, and just really trusting that if something wanted to come through you, such as a painting, or a book, or yep. um, or a program, or a physical product, and it hasn't sold straight away, well, that's when your emotional intelligence comes in, yes. when you need to lead yourself through it, which is exactly what you did, and you navigate it you reframe it and you just believe and trust that this is always working out for the highest and greatest good of all involved
1: and I keep repeating this to myself I love that yeah and that too like goes with another thing I, I think it was through a podcast you said this actually no it was also through some of our voice notes uh that uh when you're When you are called to create something, there is going to be a person out there that wants it, you know, and that can look like, just like you said, like, I'd love to write a book one day. Well, there's probably someone out there that needs to read that, or I want to read someone else's work. There's always, and that can help in the times when it feels like things aren't happening on our timeline, you know, because you go, I know it's going to happen or, or, um, Yeah, even like with my little paintings, sometimes I'll I'll have a little painting stick around for three years and I don't know why because it's one of my favorites, (laughs) but then someone sees it and like that's their painting and, and I go okay perfect. Um, So it's a it's a very good yeah if whoever's listening that isn't an artist, play with making art because it will teach you one last lesson after another about life at large. (laughs)
0: Uh, Absolutely. There is so many lessons to be to be learned in art, whether you are a professional artist or just
1: or just creating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And that's something that in just as I look into my future, I do love working with people on art. And I'd love to figure out a way to do it a little more one-on-one again. Um, because it's just so healing. It's like I'm not a I don't want to be a proper art therapist. It's not totally it, but the process of getting people to step into their creativity is just so meaningful to me. Um, so one day, there's another thing I will one day get back into when I find the way to do it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Megan. And I feel like um, this is perhaps the
0: perfect place for us to wrap up because if anyone is listening and they are really interested, I feel like you, you might have have smaller pieces of art coming up or you might have some available on your website so if you cannot work with megan on one-to-one right now (laughs) you can always purchase even a smaller painting and i feel there is healing in that you know you can have it at home it can inspire you like art is transformational and i know from working with you how much intention goes into every single piece and you meditate on things you play music to your art you dance around it <laughs> yeah you almost like i see you like you're seeding energetic codes into your paintings and i know that you actually do it and yeah, yeah you do it i know and i love it <laughs> and, yeah, and i i know how, how much they're good like how much energy goes into every piece.
1: absolutely and yeah i think uh one when- So I currently, if anyone is interested, like just send me an email or go to my contact on my website because um, things are a little bit in flux on the actual website right now, but there are things available and also personalized work is one of my favorite things that's to do commissions uh, is very special because I can kind of, there's a mix, there's all different, all different ways to work with me and art as well. So uh, if you don't see what you're looking for, we can still chat. Absolutely, and
0: do um, anyone listening definitely follow Megan because she is so inspirational. You will learn so much just uh, from following her on social media.
1: And this really brings me to so, where can people connect with you? How oh, can people? Find,
0: whereabouts are you?
1: <laughs> yes, most of me is on Instagram. I I do post I do post on Facebook, but the biggest thing is Instagram. Uh, and then for those that don't love social media, you can always send an email. So. Um, I have two websites right now. One is more oriented toward my healing work and my coaching work. And on that website, you can also click for my art. So uh, we can see, you can leave either website in the show notes, but, or both. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, I basically, that's where I'm at. And because of my multi-passionate life, I, I, People come to me with all sorts of questions and I'm happy to meet them where they're at with different ways that I can work with them. So whether it's through one-on-one, uh, well, it's always one-on-one. I don't have any co- uh, group things right now, but, or if you happen to be in Santa Fe, <laughs> I'm here too and can do healing work with you. Uh, or yeah, I work with people all over the world and that's the, that is the fun part of being online. That's how I get to work with you. So yeah. Instagram and then an email is contact on my website which is uh, called red earth wellness way.com this is because i live in the red earth and i'm inspired by the red earth out on this ranch it's uh in my painting behind me you can't see is all red <laughs> so red red dirt is like very inspiring to me <laughs> and the ocean the mix of the two that's it and we can love both <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah thank you Stepanka you are amazing, and working with you has really been transformative to my whole life. Oh, thank you so much.
0: I I love you so much. You are so inspirational. Working with you has been such a pleasure, and I loved our voice notes between sessions. I feel that's where a lot of magic between yeah. us as well. A lot of breakthroughs. Coaching on the day, if you are going through something, processing something, I feel. So much magic actually does happen on Boxer for myself and many of my clients, you including. And I will put all of your links in the description box. So there will be your Instagram link, your website, Facebook, anything. And yes, please connect with Megan. She is incredible. You will love her and you can just have a chat. And if you have listened to this episode, please let us know, share it on social media, tag both of us in on Instagram and yeah thank you thank you for being here thank Thank you you. (laughs) thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to leave me a five-star itunes review follow my podcast on spotify share it on your instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends If you would like to receive more free content on feminine empowerment, radiance, and inner glow, then make sure you join my Facebook community called New Earth Women. It is filled with beautiful rituals, live trainings, emotional freedom, tapping sessions, meditations, and more. The link is the description box. You can also follow me on Instagram at New Earth Woman. And if you are interested, In working with me, then check out the description box for all the links. Thank you.